Hey everybody, welcome back to the Four Pillars of Life podcast. I am your host, Bobby Bazran. A few weeks ago, I was watching the American Republican debate where you have seven to eight candidates express their opinions, ideologies, and principles on why they should be America's next president. Throughout this entire debate, they clearly had their differences, yelling back and forth, not agreeing on certain terms, on certain legislations. But one thing that they all agreed upon was bringing back a system where you have two genders. If you're male, you have XY chromosomes. If you are a female, you have XX chromosomes. And this is the only topic that all of them agreed upon. And a few weeks later, another American Republican candidate, he goes by the name of Donald Trump, came out with a video saying once he's in office, he is going to ban all child sex changes. And then a few days ago, I saw a video where a mom stormed into the school and ripped down the LGBTQ flag. And then I saw a video where a dad stormed into the classroom. He was yelling. He was swearing. He was clearly upset. And it was because the teacher was holding a drag show in the classroom filled with students. Seeing all this motivated me to do my research on what they actually teach in the school system. Because you hear so many rumors going back and forth of how they're teaching the young minds of our future. Kids in grade five, oral sex. They're forcing Pride Week on people. You know, it goes back and forth. But I wanted to do my own research on what is actually true, what is actually concrete evidence. And clearly, this is a very polarizing topic. Anytime you're talking about transgenders or the LGBTQ community in general. There's going to be a massive amount of people who don't agree with what you have to say. There's going to be a massive amount of people who do agree with what you have to say. And that's why I love podcasting. It's because you're able to share your opinion. And I think that's so important. I absolutely hate cancel culture. I hate how you could try canceling somebody simply because of what their opinion is on a topic. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You should encourage people to give their opinion because that's how you grow. That's how you could understand another person's point of view. But I think a lot of people don't do that. And it doesn't matter if you're a liberal or conservative or a Democrat or Republican. If you have a certain opinion, no matter what side of the political spectrum you stand on, share it. Do I have an opinion today? Yes. Are there going to be people who don't agree with it? Yes. Are there going to be people who agree with it? Yes. But that's the beauty of sharing your opinion. Because no matter what side of the political spectrum you stand on, no matter what your opinion is on a certain topic, there will be people who don't agree with you. And that is totally fine. We are all different. My opinion today is my opinion, and I think people should just be less sensitive regarding what people have to say. If they have their opinion, allow them to share it. If you have an opinion, share it, but have evidence, have your research, and have your opinion ready. And understand that there are not going to be people who agree with what you have to say, and that is okay. One thing that I researched is Policy 713. It's a policy here in Canada that gives educators the ability to teach gender identity and sexual orientation in the school district. 
Gender identity is essentially helping somebody find what gender they identify with. Sexual orientation is helping somebody find what sex they are attracted to. And they start teaching this at the grade five level. So when you're 10 years old and they teach oral sex as well. I remember there used to be a time, and it was after I graduated, that people would come up to me and say, they should teach the young minds of our future more useful information, more useful skills, maybe at the high school level, teach them how to budget their money, how to save, how to invest, how to do their taxes, how to prepare for an interview, how to write a resume. Maybe at the elementary school level, teach them a topic regarding emotions, how to label their emotions and how to deal with them. Teach them basic things surrounding nutrition and physical education. And people used to tell me that, what, when I graduated high school, eight, nine years ago. So flash forward eight, nine years later, and look at what they're teaching the young minds of our future. Why would somebody need to know at the age of 10 years old what sex they are attracted to, what gender they identify as? Not like they were not born with a gender based on science, evolution, and biology. But they still go ahead and teach these young kids what gender they think they might identify as. And my only question to that and the sexual orientation part of when you're in grade five, you learn about what sex you are physically attracted to is why. What is the point? Why do you need to teach young kids this information? It, it doesn't make any sense at all. It is actually unfathomable to imagine that people do this. Educators do this. The only reasoning that I could form in my head is that you have these parents, school teachers, people who work in these government departments, having this cult-like behavior where they want to infiltrate and influence as many young minds as possible. So they always have people within their cult so they can never be disbanded. Other than that, I can't find a reason on why somebody would want to teach a grade 5 student, a kid who is 10 years old, what gender they identify as, oral sex, and what sex they are attracted to. It doesn't make any sense. Teach them something useful. Teach them sign language. But instead, you are teaching them life-altering topics. If you go up to your son right now and you ask him, what is your favorite sport? And he's 10 years old. He might say basketball. If you ask him four weeks later, he might say volleyball. In six months, he might be training to become a quarterback. The point that I'm trying to make is that kids change their minds so often. So why are you helping them make these life-altering decisions? They're kids. My only take on this is that if you provide a young kid with too many choices, you confuse them. Right now, you could go up to your daughter and ask her, Would you like chicken strips, hot dogs, or hamburgers for dinner? And they would be confused because you are giving them too many choices. And that's just you asking them what they want for fucking dinner on a Tuesday. Now you are telling me that they have the minds to answer the question of, would you rather be a male, female, or non-binary? What type of question is that to ask a 10-year-old? Imagine you're having a dinner with your family And you ask your son, what did you learn at school today? And he says, oh, dad, well, I learned I might be attracted to guys. 
And I might identify as a female as well. I don't know yet. I'm waiting to see what my friend decides. You would scratch your fucking head and think, what is going on? Parents put so much trust in the school system. They put so much trust in these teachers who went to school to educate the young minds of our future. And now that trust is broken. You can tell there's so many parents who are pissed off because they don't want their son or daughter learning useless information. When you're a kid, you just do what your friend does. It's monkey see, monkey do. Has your mom ever came up to you and said, oh, okay, well, if your friend jumped off the cliff, would you? And you stupidly agree and say, yes, I would. Because at that age, you're not meant to be making these life-altering decisions. You're meant to be a kid. You're meant to be playing sports, having fun with friends, show up to school, have recess, have lunch breaks, have a fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich, sit there with your friend and talk about who played basketball the night before. As a kid, you shouldn't be learning this type of information. You shouldn't be making these life-altering decisions. Imagine you had a 10-year-old girl and she says, I identify as a boy. I want to be a male. So you give her the puberty blockers. She does hormone replacement therapy. At the age of 16, she has a double mastectomy. Then she has a gender reassignment surgery. And then when she turns 25 years old, she comes to you and said, hey, dad, I made a mistake. I actually didn't want to be a male. I was just doing what my friends were doing. And this was the information that I was being taught. This was my environment. This was my conditions at school. Your daughter now has made a massive mistake that is going to stay with her for the rest of her life because she made the decision at 10 years old. At 10 years old, you shouldn't be making a life-altering decision. You cannot even work in Canada unless you're 14 years old. Legally, you cannot work. Legally, you cannot drive a car until you're 16 years old. Legally, you cannot drink until you're 19 years old. But at the age of 10, you can make a life-altering decision and start the process of changing your identity, changing your gender. How does that make any sense whatsoever? And at that age, if your daughter made that decision and you stood by it, and then now when she's 25 years old, she has regrets. She can't have her own kid. I just wouldn't blame her. Actually, I wouldn't even blame her at all. Because when you are 10 years old, you shouldn't be making that decision. It is a parent's job to provide and protect you up until you are a certain age. Your parent shouldn't allow you to make that decision. It makes no sense whatsoever. You are 10 years old. You are not developed. You don't understand the real world at all. If you want to identify as a male when you're 10 years old and you're a female, or if you want to identify as a table or a cat or a chair, I don't care. Allow them to. Who cares? They are 10 years old. They will grow out of it. They're just doing what their friends are doing. But why are you giving them puberty blockers? Why are you doing hormone replacement therapy? Why are you allowing them to have a double mastectomy? Why make a permanent change at that age? Or why start the process of a permanent change at that age? When you are an adult and you want to transition from male to female, female to male, you want to have a gender reassignment surgery, by all means, go ahead. Like I said before at the start of the podcast, I am not transphobic at all. But I think you shouldn't give kids too many choices. And you shouldn't start this process of allowing them 
to change their gender because they might have regrets. And I wouldn't blame the kids. I blame the parents. Don't allow them to do that. You are the parent. You should provide and protect your child up until they are a certain age. That is your job as a parent. Before you have sex, before you consider having kids, understand that you have to provide for them and protect them up until they are a certain age. No child asks to be born. No child ever does. So if you want a child, understand there are responsibilities that you have to take as a parent. And as an adult, if you want to go ahead and have that gender reassignment surgery, go for it. I don't care at all. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect anybody. But pay for it yourself. Right now, if you wanted a gender reassignment surgery or a double mastectomy, it is covered through MSP. Who pays for MSP? Hardworking citizens. We are paying for people to have gender reassignment surgeries and double mastectomies, which cost north of $12,000. But right now, if you got into a car accident and you broke your leg and you had to go to physical therapy to learn how to walk, to regain your balance, that isn't covered under MSP. If you wanted to go see your dentist or optometrist, that is not covered through MSP. If your grandpa needed hearing aids to help him hear his loved one's voices, to help him communicate better, that is not covered under MSP. But if you wanted a double mastectomy or a gender reassignment surgery, that is covered. How the fuck does that make any sense whatsoever? It's like the school system. Right now, we as hardworking citizens pay into the school system. The reason why there are high schools and elementary schools is because of hardworking citizens. And what are they teaching our kids? What are they doing in return for us? Many parents think of the school district in two ways. First, it's a form of education. Our kids can go there, get educated, learn social skills, and hang out with their friends. The second way that they look at the school system is it's free daycare. Because in this day and age, you need two working parents. The inflation rate is out of this fucking world. It is so expensive to just live a regular life. The cost of housing Groceries and gas is extremely, abnormally high. And you have people's wages being stagnant or moving up a minuscule amount. So you can't have the privilege of saying, okay, I am going to homeschool my son or daughter. Because it's hard. You have to understand how some people live. Parents need to send their kids to school. At first, they trust the school system. They trust that, hey, we are paying into the school system. People are receiving an education in teaching. We trust them. They should teach the young minds of our future useful information. They'll learn social skills. They'll go play on team sports. Right now, if I was a parent, I would not want my kid learning this information. But at the same time, I would have to work. My wife would have to work because the cost of living is out of this world. But I don't like coming on my podcast and not providing simple solutions for people. Because there's no point of ranting about this if you don't have any action plans to change. So three things that I researched is that if you don't want your son or daughter learning about this information, you could go to the school and tell them, hey, when you're teaching this topic, I don't want my son or daughter learning about it. They'll say, okay, fine. They'll put your son or daughter 
at the back of the classroom. You could take it a step further and say, no, I don't want them in that classroom. I want them in a separate classroom. I don't want them listening to this. And then you could take it a step further. And this is a step that I think most parents should take. You could take your kid out of school for that week or few days when they're teaching gender identity and sexual orientation, and your kids will not be academically penalized. And I know some parents are unable to take their kids because they can't take time off work. Again, the cost of living is way too high. But I encourage parents, if you have any sick days, any vacation days, use them and take your kids out of school for that week or those few days. And then just maybe teachers and the school district would realize, holy shit, we have a classroom of 30 people and 27 of those students are not here. Maybe we are teaching useless information that majority of the parents don't want their kids learning. And this is not me being transphobic or homophobic or not respecting the LGBT community. It's not that at all. It's about sharing your opinion and not forcing people to agree with you all the time or not forcing people to agree with your own self-identity. If you want to identify as a woman, go for it. If you were a biological man, a male, and now you want to identify as a female, as a woman, go for it. Totally up to you. It takes no skin off my back. But where most people get mad is the forcing of, hey, I identify as a woman. You have to respect that. You have to agree with it. No. Because many people have their own opinion of what a woman is. My own opinion on what a woman is, is an adult female human. A female is a human that has reproductive organs, a vagina, cervix, fallopian tubes. And that is just my opinion. I know a lot of people probably agree with it, but you can't force me or other people to accept your self-identity. It is not sustainable or smart to force people to agree with other people's self-identity. Because if you start going down that path, it's a very, very dangerous path. Imagine you have a daughter who's in grade nine, and she comes home and tells you, hey mom, I was changing my PE class, and there was a 40-year-old man who was sitting there changing and watching us. You and all the other moms would go to the fucking principal's office and say, hey, what is going on? There is a 40-year-old man in our daughter's change room. And now you go with the principal, you go into your daughter's change room, and yes, there is your daughter plus 15 other girls changing, and there is a 40-year-old man sitting there changing and watching your daughters. But what if he told you, hey, I identify as a 13-year-old girl, what are you, the other parents, and the principal going to say? Nothing. Because you don't say anything now when you have somebody identifying as a cat, or as a female, or as a male. So why should you stop him? If I go to the bank right now, and I ask the teller, hey, can I take out a million dollars? And she said, you have $8 in your bank account. I said, no, but I I identify as Elon Musk. I'm a billionaire. Please take out my million dollars. She would look at me like I'm fucking crazy. 
Or if you have a son who is 15 years old and he goes into a liquor store, picks out two bottles of Crown Royal, 24 beers, he goes to the cashier to pay. And the cashier said, hey, where's your ID? He said, I identify as a 19-year-old man. Would you want that guy selling your 16-year-old son that much alcohol? No, of course not. That's why forcing people to agree with your self-identity is not smart and it's not sustainable. It is not being transphobic. Even when you think of something as sports, people are not being transphobic. People just want fairness in sports. It goes back to that example of Leah Thomas, the biological male who won the NCAA Division I swim championship. Imagine losing to a guy when you have trained your entire life to win that competition as a female and you lose to a guy. It doesn't make any sense. If you want to swim, no one's saying you can't swim. Have your own league of transgender people, people who are biologically one gender and now they changed it. Because, and I know I'm going to piss off a few female activists when I say this, but if you look at a broad spectrum, men are typically stronger than women and men typically have more muscle mass. And that's based on the testosterone levels. It's nothing bad to say, but if you are a male and then you transition into a female and now you're versing other females, how does that make any sense? You have more muscle mass. You are stronger, you are bigger, you are faster. That is not being transphobic. That is just wanting fairness in sports. Imagine that girl who came second in that swim meet. She trained her whole life and she lost to a guy. Even if you look at something like MMA in the UFC, they have weight classes for a reason. Because if you're a 250 pound guy fighting a 100 pound guy, It makes no sense. That guy would get crushed. He would get annihilated. Imagine if you had LeBron James playing in the WNBA. He would break every single record. He would not lose a game. It is not about being transphobic. It's about wanting fairness, especially when it comes to sports. And I know this is such a polarizing topic, and I know people are not going to agree with it, but that's the beauty of it. You don't have to agree with me. I'm not forcing you to agree with my opinion. I'm not forcing you to change your political stance and come on my side. No, I am just giving my opinion on a topic. And I truly hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast episode. And I truly hope you guys learned of how to give your opinion as well, because it's needed. You need to speak up sometimes and give your opinion on certain topics. And I truly hope you guys enjoyed this week's topic. Thank you, and please tune in next week. Hey, came in the game, get money. Flip chicks, whip, get money.